You are listening to the Anxiety Wad Podcast. And once I realized that I was in charge of my future by hacking into my habitual thinking, it changed the game for me. And what we try to do, you know, uh, with the show is just to share what has worked for people that um, I know or have worked with or have worked for me personally. I'm your host, Corey. Thank you for joining me on the Anxiety Wad Podcast. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me once again here on another episode of the Anxiety Wad Podcast. What a crazy time we're living in right now. Hopefully you are at home, you are safe, you are practicing some hygiene, and all of that type of thing. Apologize for uh, being a couple weeks here uh, since my last episode. Uh, things have been crazy. Uh, we were super busy at work, um, probably twice as busy as we've ever been in my uh, real day job. Uh, just crazy busy, especially coming back from vacation, getting reacclimated to my own personal schedule, but then back into the work schedule with an extremely high workload just uh, threw things off. But now we're somewhat in a routine. Um, our routine's getting flipped upside down. We just got word here today actually that our, our kids' school is gonna be closed for about two weeks. So we're kind of game planning on what to do there. Um, and there's actually no e-learning. So <laughs> if you have kids that are between the ages of four and 11, they're pretty active. So finding stuff for them to do is gonna be uh, part of that equation, which uh, me and my wife are going to kind of game plan some stuff we're going to do here. Um, but on this episode, I, I wrote down a list of 10 things that I'm going to do. And hopefully you can take those uh, with you, uh, try some of them out. Um, but 10 things you can do uh, while we are under a little restricted lifestyle right now. Um, one thing I want to talk about though, and I did this on my um, HG video that is on Instagram here for our, our, uh, our site. And it's also on the Facebook page, but when it comes to things like this, especially for people with anxiety, if you're someone that turn, uh, tunes into your physical symptoms, stuff like this will really crank up your anxiety. Uh, we worry about getting sick. We worry about cancer. We worry about dying. We worried about tumors, all that kind of thing. All the ticks that happen in our body increase that anxiety. Um, usually if you can kind of focus into a certain aspect of your body, it's going to crank up your heart rate, which is going to crank up your blood pressure, which is going to crank up more physical symptoms, which is going to crank up adrenaline, and then just get you going down that merry-go-round, uh, as you all are aware, I'm sure. So what do we do in something like a pandemic? You know, it's going to hit people with mental health that are a little bit, um, a little bit of a hypochondriac like I was, a little bit harder. And so we have to learn how to cope. And a couple of things that I mentioned on the video was to unplug. Now, it may seem a little counterintuitive because you need to know what's going on, but go to the source. Stay away from the news. Stay away from social media, especially. Everything is going to be inflated. Um, and I've talked about this before with just physical stuff, is that you can go online and find about every kind of horror story you can imagine. And that's simply because people don't go online and say, hey, I had this going on with my body. I went and got tested and it was nothing. Well, people, that's not really newsworthy. That's not really a story because 
what you're going to find online, especially in forums and, and situations like this where there is some mass panic, is that um, you're going to find the horror stories. And so um, we had a situation in at our business that um, we, we had heard through the grapevine that someone was exposed and immediately caused panic. People were upset that this person had come into work. They were upset that um, we weren't notified um, adequately. Come to find out that it was all a rumor and this person was not even exposed. So um, it's easy to catch a little or pour a little gasoline on the fire. If you look at anxiety as a fire, there's things that increase the heat of that flame, which heat is anxiety. Um, rumors and false information are one of those things. We already create false stories and f- uh, false outcomes with our anxiety. And so when something like this comes out, it's real easy to kind of latch onto those things that hit home or hook into you and you can't unhook them. It's like a fish hook just comes in and it's got that little barb people with anxiety that little barb is hard to kind of push through your skin and and get it out of your head um and so my recommendation and i've talked to quite a few people already about this is go directly to the cdc website familiarize yourself with what actually is going on feel um you know and and how to protect yourself they 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 go they do a really good job of all of this um, and so I'm actually going to go through some of these things if you just kind of want, um, you know, a 30,000 foot view of it. Um, they obviously break it down a little bit better than I will, but on their site, they talk about how it spreads, um, ways to protect yourself, um, why you want to avoid close contact. They talk about social distancing and that's why schools are closing down. That's why sports and activities are closing down. This is something that if you're in close proximity with other people, you're more than likely going to catch. Now, the one thing to note is that if you are a healthy individual, it is going to seem pretty simple for you. But the thing that we need to realize is that it's not necessarily us that it's going to affect, but if we carry it in close proximity to people that have compromised immune systems, that have diabetes, that have um, COPD or any other kind of um, cardiovascular or um, lung deficiency, it's really going to hit them hard, and those are the people that are more than likely going to die from this this virus. It's that serious. So um, that's the reason for so- social distancing. It's not necessarily that you are going to get sick, but you can carry it to close proximity to the people that you care, and they're the ones that are going to be extremely affected. So it's it would re- really weigh heavy on me if I did something dumb like go out in public, um, like to a concert, to a bar, to you know, a gathering of a large amount of people like a fair or something like that, brought it back around here, got my parents sick. You know, they're up there in age and that would really just, I I don't know if I'd ever be able to forgive myself just because I wanted a simple experience. Even if it's just for the next two weeks, which is kind of the point at which um, I feel like the U.S. is going to hit the apex of the outbreaks. You're doing your part to kind of um, narrow down that curve we don't want a spike in the curve. We want a, a slow progression, so it so, uh, slowly kind of ebbs down to a, a smaller outbreak. And all that you can do is do your best to not continue to spread the virus. Um, and, and again, the CDC goes over that really well. It's got uh, steps to protect others. You know, stay home if you're sick. Cough and sneezes. Cover your mouth. You know, do the the vampire cough in your elbow. Wear a face mask if you're sick. Do not leave your house if you're sick. Don't go out in public. Don't go to work. 
Um, don't go to school. You know, you have to work, but try to work out something with your company that you may be able to do some things remote. You know, I understand that we all have bills. We have all have stuff to pay. And if we're out of work, that stuff goes on the wayside. Um, right now in Minnesota, I know the governor's working on some things to help um, financially with people that, you know, are say like their laborers or something like that where remote work or not is not an option. Um, there is something in the work for that, in the works for that. Do your part around your house for, you know, cleaning and disinfecting. Um, wash your hands with hot water and soap. Um, hot water and soap is more effective than hand sanitizer, but I also will uh, carry some hand sanitizer in my fanny pack. And there's a little segue. Uh, fanny pack is a partner of mine, and it's F-A-N-N-I-P-A-C.com. And you can use the promo code Corey, C-O-R-Y, 15 to get a discount if you want one of those. I, I wear one of those quite often, um, especially when I'm in my gym clothes. It's just easy to carry my wallet, my phone, some hand sanitizer. But the other thing for people with anxiety, it's a great place to carry your medication when you travel or just in general, wherever you're going. It's, it's just a nice way to hide it, um, you know, out of sight. It's not in your pocket. It's in a little pouch. And, um, you know, they have, they have some pretty sweet designs. I got like a Lucha Libre uh, mask design right now. And then I also have the unicorn one. So go check it out. Um, yeah, disinfect your house. And so, yeah, when you go to the CDC website, there's, there's, there's two areas that you can enter right away. It says how to protect yourself. And then the next one is if you feel sick. And how to protect yourself was the last one I just kind of skimmed over. Um, if you're sick, stay home except to get medical care. Uh, they're, they're recommending that you call in instead of just going into urgent care and, and avoiding the public because if people are in the hospital, maybe they have bronchitis or something like that, you bring um, this coronavirus to them, those are the people that are going to be really affected and more than likely um, pass away. Uh, it's just a, it's a respiratory thing that ends up uh, taking care of people that have compromised immune systems. There's no real easy way to say um, passing away or taking care of people. It, it's gonna, it's really gonna affect some people. Um, separate yourself from other people and animals in your home. So if you're sick at your house, you got to go under self quarantine. You know, 14 days is the window to kind of see where it goes. Uh, if you get a, if you have a chest pains, shortness of breath spiked uh, uh, temperature, those type of things, start, start self-quarantining away from your family, especially if you got kids, you got older people in your household. Um, and again, it says call ahead before visiting the doctor. Wear a face mask if you're sick or if you're caring for others that are sick. Um, you know, obviously breathing through your nose is always a better bet when you're out in public. It's easier to catch disease and germs breathing through your mouth. Um, there's so many benefits to breathing for, through nasal breathing. And, and, and at some point I'll go through that, um, just for training purposes, um, why nasal breathing helps so much, but there's also so many, um, defense mechanisms that, that help through nasal breathing once it comes to something like this. So that's why they recommend face masks, uh, cover your coughs and sneezes, you know, vampire cough into your elbow, wash your hands after you sneeze. Wash your hands after you cough. Um, I, the one thing I like to do, and this may seem weird, but I don't care, um, is when I have my hand sanitizer, I'll put some in my hand if I'm going to open a door. Uh, or if I go to the grocery store and I grab a cart or a basket, I'll, I'll leave it a little wet. And so when I grab the handle, I'll kind of wipe the hand sanitizer on there as well. Um, nowadays, most places have those wipes 
when you go in, in to grab a cart or something like that. And if they don't, they should right now. Um, but also at work, uh, you know, I'll, I'll have a little bit of a hand sanitizer in my hand when I'm opening the door. By the time another person gets to it, it's going to be dry. Um, but that's just my way of kind of, I don't know, feeling better about the situation, you know, being someone that has a tendency to be a little bit of a germaphobe. Um, those are some of the things that I do. And again, it says clean your hands often. Um, wash your hands with soap. That's the most effective with warm water. Then hand sanitizer. Um, and avoid touching your eyes, nose, face, all that stuff. And, and you'll really realize it. Uh, and it's something I've tried to be um, aware of is, is how much I'm touching my face. But you don't realize how often you actually do it until something like this comes around. And then avoid sharing personal household, household items like cups, uh, towels, bedding, um, eating utensils. Uh, dishes, just some things that you don't really think about. You're like, oh yeah, I'm guessing that probably does pass a little disease around. And then items that you may not wash in a dishwasher, uh, just wipe them down a little bit. High touch surfaces, right? Doorknobs, tabletops, bathroom fixtures, toilets, phones, keyboards, tablets, bedside tables, all those type of things, wash them down. You know, get some bleach wipes. You know, there might be a little scarce right now, but if you have some liquid bleach, you can make your own kind of wipes. You just do, I think it's 99 parts water, one part bleach. And obviously you can Google that to make sure, but you could just use some cut up t-shirts and then soak them in that, that mixture. And then you have some wipes to kind of disinfect your house. Also monitor your symptoms. You know, list, look at the CDC, what they have listed as the actual symptoms. Uh, I know that as someone with anxiety, it's hard to not self-diagnose. That's one of our, our major problems is we self-diagnose. You know, I've, I've talked about it multiple times that I had self-diagnosed myself with brain cancer. It wasn't true. Um, I ended up having melanoma, but that was not something I was worried about at the time. I knew it was like, oh yeah, it's probably something I need to get checked out. But know the actual symptoms. So like the other stuff, you're just going to have to let it learn to let it go. Um, if it does hook into you return to the CDC website and reread the symptoms over and over and over until you can kind of let that, those other things that you may feel are symptoms of the coronavirus that they can kind of fall away and not carry as much weight. You can have like an inner monologue argument with yourself being like, no, this is what it says. It is. You're not right. I do that all the time. Or I say reset, start again. <laughs> it's, you know, if, if it'd be interesting if someday you had to wear something on your head that would audibleize your internal thoughts. It'd be scary as hell because some, you know, it's we all know we have weird thoughts from day to day. But um, yeah, it'd be interesting. But like there would be an inner argument um, going on a majority of the time. For a lot of people with like being like, no, I have this, this, it's actually coronavirus. No, I have this, it's coronavirus. And then you can be like, no, this is what the coronavirus symptoms are. You don't have those. Um, alert your health department, right? Healthcare providers is let them know before you just go in. Um, I, I talked about that a little bit earlier, but, um, they, uh, they, they highly recommend calling in just so they can kind of game plan limited number of tests out there available. They want to make sure that you know, there's a series of, of uh, qualifi qualifying points that will get you to being able to take the coronavirus test. And then lastly, they say discontinuing home isolation. Uh, stay at home until instructed to leave. Uh, patients with confirmed 
um, coronavirus should remain under home isolation precautions until the risk of secondary transmission to others is thought to be low. So later on, as the virus runs its course, you're less likely to be contagious is what they're saying there. And then stay in contact with your healthcare provider, especially for adults, um, older adults that have a higher temperature and are having a harder time breathing. Make sure that you are in constant contact with your health provider because if you are at home under self-quarantine or um, re required quarantine, if those things kind of spike, they're going to need you to come in. So be in contact because for um, older adults, having a high temperature like 104s, 105s, that's not good. That's like, you know, the siren should be sounding when you get up to that point. So yeah, that, that's my point on the, the coronavirus. There's, there's many more things on here. There's symptoms, there's medications, there's preparing your family, travel, school, schools, childcare, um, community and faith-based organizations, business and employers, employees, and, and just so much information out there. And with anything in anxiety, your knowledge is equals healing. Um, that's the best way I can put it. When I started healing, it was more so because I gained more knowledge on what was actually going on versus what I thought was going on. And so many times we use this the creative um, gusto that is in our brain for stories that are not usually going to happen. I'd say 99% of the time, the stuff that we tell ourselves that's going to happen doesn't. The majority of our time that is spent on creating those stories can be used in creative outlets. And so let's talk about 10 things that you can do while this coronavirus is going on. And so knowledge is power. Number one, read. Now, Coming from someone that did not have a reading habit up until about seven years ago, six years ago, um, by the age 35, I had read maybe six or seven books my whole life. Um, you know, I probably get close to a hundred a year now, but reading, uh, knowledge is power. Any of Brene's, Brene Brown's books, um, Eckhart Tolle, stuff about the Dalai Lama, Les Brown, Zig Ziglar, Jim Rohn, Tony Robbins, anything positive that you can feed your brain because good in equals good out, right? So we want to feed our brain good information. We don't need that mindless stuff necessarily all the time, but it's a good mixture in between those books that are going to lead us down the road of healing. And I, I promise you, like, I was like, I always told myself that I was not a reader, which is very far from the truth. I'm not a reader that can just sit down with a book in my hand and focus on it. I'll get four or five pages down into a book and be like, I have no idea what I just read. And so all I had to do was find out that one way that I could consume information, and it was audiobooks. Once I did that, it skyrocketed. And once my time under tension in books uh, increased, my, my healing increased. And so I had more information to understand and comprehend. You know, one of the, the major things they say about prisons and people that are violent is that they have a very low vocabulary. And it's simply because their ability to comprehend and express what is going on around them is so low that the only outlet is frustration. And when frustration occurs in someone that is in that situation, violence ensues. So for you, obviously not a, a same, similar comparison, but as you read, your ability to comprehend and understand what is going on around you with how you are feeling with your anxiety is going to increase. Especially if you do the next one, 
which is work on your daily routine. Number two, um, I, I highly recommend this. I do it. I do it very often. Um, and I know as soon as I get out of that habit, when things are going to go downhill because I feel differently. Like I, I, I know that it's like, okay, I'm not, haven't been doing my ritual. So it, I feel off. And so what mine is, is I, I try to move, kind of get up and stretch a little bit and then I'll read. And what I've done is I've created Evernote, um, notes about my values, my goals, um, some vision, uh, some mantras, and then I read something that has a lot of positivity to it. Or I will listen to something like a short little motivation or inspiration uh, video on YouTube in the morning. So values, goals, vision, mantras, positivity. Those are the, the main ones that I read. And then the next thing is I'll do some breath work and meditation. Um, usually they go hand in hand. And then finally, I'll do a cold shower before I get dressed for the day. So I move, which is just stretching, do a lot of reading, my values, my goals, vision, mantras, positivity, breath work, meditation, and shower. And so it's very simple. You don't have, you can even just start one of those things. That's mine has just evolved over the years into something that's a little bit more substantial and it's changed. The, my values have changed even over the years. All right, next up. Number three is pick up a new skill. Uh, this is a good time when you're home, you have a lot of free time, and you, you have the tendency to let your mind water when, wander when you're not busy. It'd be a good time to pick up a new skill. Um, you know, drawing, uh, painting, learning the ukulele, <laughs> you know, whatever you want to do, um, you know, develop a reading habit or iron out some of your um, daily routine stuff is just find something to develop a new skill. You know, there's all kinds of online courses. There's all kinds of free stuff. There's all kinds of stuff on YouTube, like learning how to, to take pictures. Like my son's interested in photography right now. So we've been doing YouTube videos and I actually reached out to one of the photographers that's local here. And we're going to try to get together with her to teach him some stuff about photography. So um, it'd be a perfect time to learn a new skill. Number four, uh, do some game game planning, uh, like vision boarding. Like, what do you want to accomplish in the next one, three, five, ten years? Draw it out, or start cutting out. Get some old school magazines. They're those those paper things that look like books, and <laughs> cut out some pictures of stuff in there that you want to accomplish, and make like a big poster board, and then hang it up in your house. It's you know, you're eighty five percent more likely to hit a goal if you simply write it down. Vision boarding, I mean, what a better way to have like a visual representation of what you want to work towards. You know, it's very hard to hit a target that you can't see. And so vision boards are great because you're seeing that stuff every day and it's it's in the front of your mind and you're just like, okay, I'm going after that today. You know, it's, it's different if you say you want to do something, but taking action is the only way that you're going to get towards your goals. And so when it's on the forefront of your mind, you're making decisions that's going to lead you towards hitting that target. Vision boarding, that's number four. And this next one's kind of funny because I can tell that it's been a while since I've recorded because um, I'm out of breath. <laughs> and so the next one is practice breath work. That's number five. Um, you know, Wim Hof has some good stuff. That's just 30 quick breaths. And then you try to exhale all your air and see how long you can hold air out for exhaling. But you can do box breathing. You can do tens, which is just box breathing at by 10. Um, or just focus on your breath work and work on releasing some of your thoughts, which would be meditation, right? Meditation, um, and I actually I had this conversation the other day. Um, people were talking to me about 
meditation and a religious context to meditation? Well, it's, it's a very simple thing for me is like, you know, prayer is speaking to God and talking to him. Meditation is simply listening. And so if you're only, you know, like a communication works two ways, right? And so if you're only going one way about it, you're not letting the door open the other way. So it's just an interesting tidbit that I had in the conversation the other day. All right. So five was breath work. Number six, catch up on some movies, man. Me and my wife have been watching some oldies. We just watched She's All That. And I think tonight we're going to watch Can't Hardly Wait, which are a couple of the movies that we've been together for probably 13, 14 years now. And I had no idea that she liked a lot of the same movies I did from back then. Uh, She's All That was one we, were, we got a kick out of the other night because it was just like, oh my God, I love that movie. It's kind of a guilty pleasure movie. So catch up on some movies. Number seven, uh, this was one that would be great um, for people with anxiety is start journaling, um, reflecting on the day. Um, but when you journal, make sure that you write down three things that happened that were great, that you're grateful for, on top of things that didn't go so great. But I would start with the things that you noticed about your day, um, things that you may have struggled with, how you handled them, a game plan for what you might do next time, and then three things that you're grateful for. Because then you, you're able to review it another time and say, okay, man, this is what happened last time. I'm going to try a different route next time. Number eight, exercise. <laughs> I, got, I bet you guys are surprised about that one. Um, yeah, cooped up, you got cabin fever. It's a good time to work on some home workouts. You know, our gym is providing some home workouts through Comp Train. Uh, we're going to allow our members to sign on and get into SugarWad and then have some free home workouts. And we're going to post on there and, and try to create some community fun uh, at home uh, through the SugarWad app. So, there's all kinds of home workouts you can do. Um, I, I might even try to post them uh, from day to day on coach.coreyes, uh, my Instagram page. It gets linked onto my Instagram on, on uh, AnxietyWad too if you want to check that out. So exercise, especially if you're someone that's anxious right now, releasing some of that nervous energy is going to be fantastic for you. You know, exercise in general is just good for you. Our bodies were designed to move. You know, our, our lifestyle today is different than it was three, 400 years ago. We were always on the move. We were always hunting for food. Move, 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 move. Well, you know, today we have a lot of chairs. We have a lot of couches. We have a lot of sitting in front of screens. And so getting back to that primal aspect of our bodies, exercising, is really going to help in uh, what's going on today. Yeah, especially just for, like I said, releasing some of the energy that's built up. It's nervous energy and you know, there's ser serotonin and dopamine are released when you exercise. So it's just kind of a natural way to get, um, to get a little bit of an up, you know, and, and get vibe up a little bit. So number nine, super important with people with anxiety. There is a huge connection with gut health and anxiety. Um, I've, I've talked about it before. And if you want to do a little research, that'd be, that'd be a good one to check out while you're got have some downtime here, but learn about nutrition, you know, try to, to look into alkaline nutrition, um, you know, low acidity foods and paleo. Another one would be keto. Keto is a good way to lose weight fast, but it's very hard to sustain long-term. So you want to find a way to eat that is sustainable, um, which is what I've adopted lately. And I've had wonderful results with, and I'm, you know, down about 25 pounds here in the last four months. Um, I've, I've been doing CrossFit for seven years, been trying to get my nutrition nailed down. 
But in that time, you know, I, I've learned that you can always learn more from other people that have, have a little bit more time under tension. And I, I hired a coach and um, took a deep dive into alkaline nutrition. That's been really beneficial for me. Um, but I think that if you're someone that doesn't really take care or isn't aware of what putting in that acidic food does to your body, it'd be a great time to learn more about that type of nutrition. It's just super important, especially just for your general health. Um, you know, I hate harping on it, but it is so vital to mental health to have your body feeling good. You know, when you're achy, you have chronic pain, you got all these things going on, you're going to tune into that stuff. And that's where I was at. I had chronic pain. I had this thing with my neck. I didn't know at the time that I had broken it. And I was so tuned into all these aches and pains, but it, I was also eating like crap. So I didn't feel good. And, you know, just naturally when you feel good and you're taking care of your body, you're putting good things in, good things are going to come out. Your body is going to reward you for feeding it, um, feeding it like in a good way. And, you know, your hormones are going to be on par. Every other body process is going to be in alignment. And so you're going to have a little bit of a balance between your mind-body connection. Number 10, unplug. You know, I, I talked about this even with the coronavirus, but it's a good time while you're at home is to have some fun with the three-dimensional people in your life. You know, we get so, so uh, caught up in social media and news and online and screens, and it's just good to unplug and have some natural interaction and communication, play some board games, play some cards, you know, just have some fun with the people that are proximal to you in your life right now while you're around them, because before you know it, they're going to be out of your house, especially with your kids, right? You know, my, my son's going to be 10 this summer already. I can't believe it. My daughter's seven going on 13. So, uh, you know, we're going to take some time to play some board games. You know, we enjoy movies as, as a family. And so that is some quality time. You know, all four of us have a little bit of the love language of quality time. So ha having spent time together like that is very important. So, yeah, unplug, play some board games, play some cards, and that's it. To recap, top ten. Number one is read. Number two is work on your daily routine. Number three is pick up a new skill. Four, game plan or vision board. Number five, practice breath work. Six, movies. Seven, journal. Eight, exercise. Nine, nutrition. And number 10 is unplug. So there you have it, folks. And we're getting close to 30 minutes already. Wow, that's crazy. Um, so yeah, I think that's good for today. Uh, more to come. Um, I am working on a seminar or a workshop, whatever you want to call it. Um, I'll have the workbooks done by then. I found a place to print them finally. And so keep your eyes open for local dates um, around the Morris area currently. There may be more coming up, but um, when we do the tickets for that, the uh, workbooks will be included so you'll have something to take home to use on a daily basis. And the, the seminar and the workshop will be actually going over the workbook uh, but also doing some question and answer and real-life scenario to work through some of the issues that the people that are attending are going through. So, thanks for joining us on another episode. Have yourself a peaceful morning, afternoon, or evening. Keep coming back, guys. We're going to figure this out. We'll see you later.